Welcome one, welcome all to episode 207 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, December 9th, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost, joined by my co-host, the intrepid Captain Logan. And in this episode, we discuss the Game Awards, Xbox victories and defeats from this year. Lots of reveals and letdowns, I would say, to be sure. Of course, Grand Theft Auto 6 showcased its first trailer as well as always we hope you enjoy the show logan we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better but first how are you my friend i am good i was up late last night playing mm -hmm. baldur's gate 3 Ooh. and working on show notes and i'm like i'm like i'm awake now but dude trying to get out of bed was like oh god why do i have to get out of bed and then I, I was like, okay, Luke needs me. I have to right. get up. I need That's to right. get, <laughs> I need to get coffee. I need to get going. Dude, what a flipping week this has been, man. I like, we talked about it last week about all the game updates that were coming. This week is the week of all those game updates that are hitting mm -hmm. plus announcements plus the game awards. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's insane, dude. I, I'm, I, I don't know how we're going to keep this like, as truncated an episode as possible because i feel like i could be talking about this for hours but i know we want to keep it nice and tight and clean so i'm having a good week how about you I'm, I'm having a great week as well there really was a lot that happened for things that i wasn't initially interested in um yeah. like the game awards we they're ripe with controversy they're ripe with things uh, that are frustrating things that uh, should be celebrated of course this year brought even more controversy than i think i've seen ever I know uh, specifically about stuff that is not about the games, right? Like you can always argue winners and losers, but this year brought a lot of, of yeah. outside of the playing of games controversy, which I'm really uh, tired of and fascinated by, particularly given that now that we've had the award show, there are talking points. Oh uh, yeah. And then of course, Grand Theft Auto six, they, they just showed their trailer, not at the game awards. So clearly yeah. like to me, there's, there's tinfoil hat discussion there. Um, there's a lot, but before we, before we dive in, because we know oh, dude, okay. we're going to go, uh, right. and last week we, we totally forgot our patrons last week. Um, I do want to say my words of kindness very quickly to John wall from midlife side quest. He was very kind in giving me a, a wonderful shout out on his show, a good 15 minute show a week, um, which I like, it's like a perfect amount of time to just get a quick snippet in there. Um, he launched a show on YouTube, but he gave me very kind words about uh my late dog which i really appreciated yeah. and he joined our discord as well and it, it's nice to see good people joining and just chatting games that's the best part um so i appreciate john wall this week uh it really made me happy there how about you man um I have, I have two people and and it's mostly because of what they do for the industry uh mm -hmm. since since this is this is us talking about the game awards and celebrating uh, the developers, I mm -hmm. wanted to kind of celebrate some of the content creators as a content creator mm -hmm. uh, myself. So mm -hmm. the the first one goes to Jeff Keighley um, <gasps> for getting the Game Awards to be a thing, because if not for the Game Awards, like we wouldn't even uh, he's been doing it for 10 years. Mm -hmm. It's not the right formula yet, but he's still messing with the recipe. Mm -hmm. And 
as a dude who basically broke off from <laughs> E3 to do his own thing, uh, I'm still constantly impressed with the scope and scale of what he's trying to do. And he'll get it right. And before you know it, like we'll be talking about how amazing the, the game awards and how it's really come come a long way and it's become the no man's sky of of game awards and e3 showcases but the other one that i wanted to dump into uh our our list of of you know thanking was jeff rubenstein and yes sorry the reason for it is when larry herb left xbox uh along with him was the free code friday Mm-hmm. And I sorely missed that because I actually got some really good games as a result of the free code Friday mm-hmm. games that I probably wouldn't have actually checked out. Uh, and because of that, I I really was sad when he left because it's like it was a good way to kind of connect with the community and use some of Microsoft's money to kind of give out some love, you know, especially in in a week where there's always like something fresh or new to play and you're not, you know, you may not have the 70 bucks to spend on it. And the free code Friday was always a really good opportunity to drive engagement, but also give a good reward. And Jeff has brought that back and he's brought Mm -hmm. it back in a really kind of nice way. Um, They do it through the Xbox podcast Mm -hmm. to pose the question. But the the question is 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 separate from the actual uh, like X, which is nice because it lives in their their realm. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they do it is is great. So what they do is they'll they'll have their podcast and then they'll have a, a actual section for the question of the week. And they actually chapter mark it in their YouTube video. So even if you don't necessarily have time to watch all of it, but you still want to participate with it, they're kind enough to not try and like obfuscate the, the, where it's at in the podcast podcast. Mm-hmm. They actually like mark it out. Hey, this is the question of the week. And this week it was cyberpunk 2077. And I was, I was really surprised and happy that they did it because I think that that was it's a tremendous game. It's it's really come a long way as an ongoing game to be able to like have the updates that it has. You didn't bite on that. I was really hoping you were going to bite on, <laughs> on the ongoing game joke. Um, oh, oh, no, that's one of my I do think that is not an ongoing game. And you and I have a difference <laughs> of opinion there. It pisses me off to no end that that ongoing game goes to a game because it gets updates yeah not content not live service it it really pisses me off um, i'm just because, i'm just playing heel on that one because honestly i agree with you but oh my gosh oh my gosh that pisses me off to no end a live service game takes such a, a different style of work and that award should go to the teams that are servicing a community that is it's consistently okay. ongoingly gay no it's not okay Goose and i'm Frava. not all right with it Goose it's Frava. ridiculous so i give I wanna... a rudy poo about <laughs> the game awards and their live service updates <sighs> so um, take but... that award turn it sideways and shove it right okay sorry <clears throat> so so Jeff, uh, he's he's brought back the, the the free code Fridays. If people don't know about that and you missed mm-hmm. it and you haven't been keeping up with the Xbox podcast, it's there now. Please go give them a listen to. They've been bringing on different guests uh, for their cheese couch, and it's honestly it's just fun. It's it's a good time. I love what they're doing with the podcast. I think it's way more uh, personal than um, it has been in the past, and I think it's it's it just it's a it's a, a much more compelling product for me personally it may not be what everyone's you know 
you know, the, the cup of tea is. But I enjoy the new format. I enjoy the new uh, focus on on bringing on different. Stein was just on there like last week. Uh, oh, and, that's and, cool. and Malik was on this week. And it was just, it's like people you know. It's cool people you know coming in to talk about Xbox. And I just, that's a good conversation. Yeah, no, that is that is good. I really, I really like Jeff a lot. He's been very kind to me uh, this year as I've kind of got to know him via email. Nice. Um, which is a small creator is appreciated, right? Like we yeah. are not the biggest like we, oh shout out to youtube listeners we had our biggest week of youtube listeners hmm. ever on xcp without it oh, being cool. an interview or a spotlighted uh like you know spotlighted interview this was just a general episode best week ever um That's awesome. and it feels great it feels so good and i'm so appreciative of all of you on watching on youtube uh and listening on audio and stuff but to see like a, a boost is really neat um yeah like we're on the eve of 100,000 downloads, which is really cool. Like just little wow. stuff means a lot, right? Yeah. Um, but but what is that in the terms of content creation? What does that mean for the bigger content creators? Not a lot to some, it's huge to me. Um, but for, for Jeff to be responsive and kind, it just means a lot. And I've had Malik on the show before, and he's a great dude. Yeah, um, he's cool. Yeah. And so I, I'm just grateful uh for that so that's a great shout out i really appreciate that and i do agree that um keely does deserve credit for what he has done i don't agree with with plenty i think there's plenty of controversy but like we need him in the industry until somebody else takes that banner yeah and i and i want to get into a little bit of that uh in in the actual proper show too because i have some uh, some some feedback um and some some kudos that i want to give as well too Mm -hmm. gotcha well, uh, tell you what, let's go ahead and read our patrons who are, yeah. are the people that keep the lights on and the content coming. We are grateful for them. Uh, thank you so much, guys, especially around the holidays. I know money's tight, but it really does help us as we uh, work to better our show, get stuff for coverage, technologies, things like that. Um, Logan, it is your turn to read this week. Is it? Okay. All right. So, again, mm-hmm. thank you to the Tier 2 and Tier 3 shoutouts. Uh, this week, it is Nicholas Johnson. Ellery Woods Parker III, Nicholas Downey, Rob Frawley II, Tao Zochi, Xbox Skittle, Steel Rain, Matto 1606, Randall Thor 19, Silkenit, Rick Gaffney, African aka Charles Jones, Game Positive, Jam Pack Sam, Matt Valdez, Neo Prime 33, Rick Davis, Red Beast, Xbox Mike 29, the Lord, Sir, Master James Suddy, Brendan Myers, a.k.a. The Winter Gamer, Sony's VP of Marketing, Kevin Butler, Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, and Dano12. Thank you all so much. Please remember, head over to patreon.com forward slash Xbox Expansion Pass if you have some free cash or if you're just looking to share the love this holiday season. It always helps out Luke. Uh, and making sure that he can kind of start putting money away for stuff uh, for future endeavors that we are working on. There we go. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate all of you. Well, uh, Game Awards have come and gone, ripe for controversy. We touched on it early on, and I think there's a lot of ways that we could approach this one. Uh, But I will start by saying, uh, as far as Xbox is concerned, they had a killer successful night. Uh, a fantastic yeah. evening for Xbox fans and Xbox coverage uh, brought with it some frustrations for sure. 
But in terms of like victories, I think Xbox and Xbox fans certainly had plenty of victories that they can uh, hang their hat on from the evening. Um, I will quickly mention that we saw Hellblade 2 and got a release window of 2024. Yeah. We uh, had the pseudo announcement it was shadow dropped but they and they there's a lot of controversy <laughs> for how but Baldur's gate 3 the game of the year across its nominations uh is now available on xbox we yep. had marvel games on stage showcasing a, a an arcane leon which is an xbox owned studio uh project for blade that is in the work which is pretty darn exciting um and xbox had a lot of uh, in general, just good vibes being thrown its way. Is there anything I missed? OD, in dude, OD, Kojima right. and Kojima. Jordan Peele, like X, the Xbox project that we've heard rumors of, uh, was announced, mm -hmm. and and we got that full like kind of meta human CG looking realistic wild thing that that Kojima's making a horror game, and and uh, 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 Greg over at Kind of Funny, hundred percent called it somehow. It was crazy that he actually did that. But yeah, Odie uh, looks like it's going to be insane. Um, we got more confirmation of just like more and more Japanese love for mm -hmm. Xbox with Persona titles. We got the uh, Metaphor, which is done by Atlas. Uh, Persona 3 Reloaded, which was um, I think I'm pretty sure we knew that was coming as well, too. Just it, it was a really, really good night for Xbox uh on on a night where typically like xbox does not get the the hits like we get hardware and i talked about it last week i was expecting hardware announcements and we didn't we got we got games man we got actual games that are coming to xbox mm -hmm. and it's just it's kind of nuts because it's like we already kind of know what we're getting for the next year mm -hmm. now we know kind of what we're getting for like the next two years and that's kind of bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's uh, there again. There are a lot of ways to approach the incredible night that Xbox had. But I'd like to start with Hellblade 2 because it was at the Game Awards that Hellblade 2 was announced alongside yep. the Xbox Series S and or just the X at the time. Um, and a bonkers trailer uh, with a bonkers song from Heilung and, and the excitement of what Ninja Theory uh, is capable of doing because that first Hellblade was so special. Uh, and if you, if any listener here has not played Hellblade one, strongly encourage you to turn off the lights, put on your headphones, uh, take a Xanax and really figure out just what Hellblade is about because it, it can seemingly look like a God of war esque game, but it's not, it's far more, uh, impactful, I suppose than that. Um, because it deals with psychosis and, you know, what a, someone who suffers psychosis might go through. But to see this trailer, which to me showcases that this game is going to have more action than the first, which makes me very excited, uh, was stunning and impressive. And I encourage you guys to go watch, watch it in the best fidelity possible. Like if you watched it on a live stream, you didn't see the best that this trailer had to offer. But this was if not the best, uh, certainly among the top three of most visually impressive games I've ever seen in my life, uh, which yeah. is neat because I feel like I've said that a few times in the past five years, which is awesome. You want that. But like Alan Wake 2 set a precedent for me. The Avatar Pandora, uh, uh, the Pandora game that just came out is Frontiers of Pandora or Frontiers, Frontiers, is Frontiers it? of Pandora. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah. Um, that just came out and is showcasing some really cool stuff. Uh, but oh, Hellblade man. 2 is special in its visuals. And I'm really fascinated to see kind of how that looks upon release, particularly as Grand Theft Auto 6 is set to be such a stunner. Um, this one was a powerful trailer. And it, I think it really spotlighted we're going to get a lot more combat in Hellblade 2, which is what I want as a player. Deal with the yeah. themes, but also give me stuff to do. Yeah, this one was, it was kind of nuts. I'm watching the video right now just to kind of go back. It's been wild to see the discourse on online about people being like, no, nah, this is cinematic. This is all, this can't be real. You know, it's not a real game, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. I, I played through some of the first one and ended up stopping at one point because I think something else came out that drew my attention away. Mm-hmm. But this game just looks magnificent and it can because you're not going to like a gta 6 sized city where you have tons and tons of people you've got a half dozen of people on screen at one time so you can have that really beautiful look uh but i absolutely love the fact that they're they're continuing to push this game this is going to be one of those games that just everyone really loves and and it's just it 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 really is a showcase on what you can do with art and that's it's it's great to see that that's still confirmed for 2024 i fully agree man i i fully agree i'm glad it's on track because as far as the xbox slate of releases this year brought a, a lot of titles big and small like you know from age of empires and uh the, the games that were originally PlayStation exclusive, like Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. It yeah. brought Hi-Fi Rush being shadow dropped. Redfall, which of course gave a black eye to the slate. Um, but it's had some Minecraft pretty good updates on late. Minecraft Legends. And then of course, Starfield and Forza rounded out the year um, to high acclaim, I, I would argue. Uh, really, really think Xbox had a wonderful year in terms of software. Mm-hmm. Next year, we know about Microsoft Flight Simulator 24. We yeah. now know Hellblade is confirmed to be 2024. Yep. We know about Towerborn. And yep. I think that's it for first party confirmed. We both, is Clockwork, know, Clockwork Revolution, is that going to be 2024? No, I, I don't know that that's confirmed. Okay. I don't know that anything else is confirmed. Because I really want to play that, man. Could be Fable. Could be Clockwork Revolution. Could be South I, by Midnight. I, I don't know, right? Like, I'm not, like, arguing that they are. But, yeah. but with this Game Awards now done and gone and no big, no big award, spotlight, anything. Okay, I would think we know 2024's biggest releases. Um, yeah. And they're keeping other things just kind of on. Which, I mean, on, that's four. That's, is it four? Towerborn, yeah. Fable, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Hellblade. Yeah. You know, the worst part is my judgmental ass is like, ugh flight sim <laughs> like, like get out of it's here it's not your it's not your bag but dude right. you cannot deny how how amazing the the like the way they've built that game compared to the 19 you know the 1995 self version of me where i'm like oh my god i'm driving a plane this is so cool it looks so realistic mm-hmm. and now i'm looking at it and i'm like dude we've come so far <laughs> yeah yeah no certainly and it's it's one of those things like Sometimes in the gaming industry, we we use games to showcase technology. And then as gamers, we get more excited about the technology. But like, I never yeah. really wanted to play. Like, Flight Sim is really cool. Not my thing. Forza Motorsport, really cool. Glad I checked it out. But like, 
not not my thing. I think yeah, it, it it's going to appeal to a certain group of people, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things that no one else in the games industry is doing this thing. Mm-hmm. And 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 because of that, it's good that at least Microsoft is going to, to continue carrying that torch because it is kind of their baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one else is going sim heavy on like flight simulators or, or racing simulators uh, too much. Like G- uh, GT7 is like the, the only other one, you know, mm-hmm. Nintendo's not going to bother with that. So it's, it's cool that in a, you know, genre that tons and tons of people actually really love. Like if you look at simulators, like power wash simulators, kind of the joke, but dude, house flipper, PC maker, uh, you know, you've got, um, the lawn mowing simulator, you've got just like tons and tons of like farming simulator, trucking simulators, like those simulators do really, really well with people who are looking to like, just have that as their staple. Like they want to see, they want to test their skills as actual trade professionals for those, for those things. And it's like, dude, that's, that's there for them. And not too many other companies are actually doing that. So I know it's a not like it's not an us thing, but it is definitely someone's bag. And it, it's the best it's the best version of that that you could probably ask for. You're absolutely right. And I, and I can't argue a single point there. But um, nonetheless, still cool to see that we know four titles for Xbox next year. Yeah, um, I, I would I'd bet good money we get another in there. But that's a conversation for a different day. Um, Nonetheless, I'm I'm excited by that. Uh, I wish that we had gotten a, a stronger window for Hellblade because I feel like it should be earlier in the year, just given how much we've waited. But also, like, all right, cool, that's fine. I got plenty on my plate yeah. uh, from from first and third party this year, so I certainly can't be upset there. Um, the other Xbox announcement that I thought was was interesting and cool that that. I didn't feel was for me was Hideo Kojima's game really big deal that Hideo Kojima is making a game with Xbox game studios. That is not to be undersold. I mean, the tr- he truly is a legend in the gaming industry. Um, but I feel every time Jeff Keighley speaks about him, it actually diminishes Kojima's light. Uh, and this game did not impress me in the slightest, despite good visuals. And I really was just like, nah, right, I'm over this real quick yeah but you had a different take maybe no so and this is coming from someone who hasn't played like all of his games but what i see is the promise of something unique and that is something that i think everyone gets excited about i don't think anyone looked at that od trailer and was like oh my god this is going to be the greatest game ever is and i think everyone was just like okay, this is what he's doing with MetaHuman. Like the people that we saw were were just CGI. It wasn't motion capture as far as we know. There hasn't been proof that it hasn't been, but it was it was realistic enough to show, like if you, if you take your mind and you say like, okay, everything that they did was just programmed like as, as, a, as an AI generation of, of uh, MetaHuman, which is part of you, Unreal Engine 5, then that is the most realistic responses that I've seen like conversation wise like the old man talking he he talks out of mostly like one side of his mouth mm-hmm. and that's not something that you typically see like if you go watch like a bethesda game and people talking like they're talking like muppets you know and and it's just it's a very unique thing that is a human trait that is bridging that uncanny valley 
Mm-hmm. And if he's going to do a game, a horror game, that's kind of like with that fidelity, with that kind of promise of like immersion uh, and, and bridging that uncanny valley, that is going to be a real showcase uh, of a game. And the fact that it's an Xbox title says a lot about the trust that uh, has been built between Hideo Kojima and Xbox and Phil Spencer and them, because, you know, that kind of helps solidifies like, okay, well, the partnerships there, the, the work is going to be done. Now we can start seeing things like Death Stranding finally making their way over to Xbox. Maybe we can start seeing Death Stranding 2 finally making their way over to Xbox when that gets done. You know, the next game from Kojima may not be a PlayStation exclusive. Mm-hmm. I think so, that's the thing that's really exciting about that. That That is exciting. I think it comes back to a similar set of talking points for me in that like it's like flight sim i don't see a game i want to play but i'm impressed by the technology i'm appreciative of the impact Um, yeah you know like but i don't see something that luke lore wants to play i think we run into that a lot though because that this tends to be the same kind kind of conversation that we have on a regular basis with these game awards is that what are the games that, that i'm personally invested in and while not everything is going to hit, there will be something that hits for someone because of the the, the breadth of what they offer. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that I think Xbox does really, really well. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And as they work to rebuild and build gamer trust, uh, which I, I continuously say, and this is not an Xbox tax argument. I'm over that so much. But I do think they are a little bit, burned at the stakes for something that happened 10 years ago with the Xbox one, because they've corrected hardware, they've corrected uh, software, they've corrected services. And it's just, it feels like, okay, they're still paying for it. Um, So I appreciate that they do need to continue to build relationships and Kojima is certainly a get. uh, And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, That's amazing. You know, I I do like that. And I, and mind you, to anyone listening, like I've played uh, all the metal gears, uh, and I, I Metal Gear Solid 4 remains to me one of the most incredible gaming experiences of my life. But yeah, I, I didn't I wasn't interested in Death Stranding and I'm not really interested in OD, if I'm being honest with you at this point. Right. Like, who knows? Um, I was bothered by the amount of time spent talking to Kojima about Kojima on this game and then mm-hmm. to bring out Jordan Peele, who I adore. I love Jordan Peele. Oh, yeah. Um, but to see the amount of time and energy put into talking about this game with very little Xbox-esque spotlight and the sacrifice that it that it that, that was time that could have been spent spotlighting developers, uh, I, I I guess I left with a sour taste in my mouth despite it being a very good thing for Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I definitely I feel that same way too, and I'm I'm not sure if you want to if you want to keep kind of working through some of the the big announcements and, yeah, and kind of touching those, or do you want to kind of like overall for the game awards kind of thing? No, let's we'll we'll loop back to the time spent on on stuff, but I did think it was cool. necessary to point in. Yes, um, point in there. I do want to address that, uh, like when we when we kind of like summarize kind of how the game awards was presented because I I think that's a, an important an important conversation that needs to be shared. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot of time. I think all, I think all the celebrities got a lot of, a lot of time. Pew, pew, pew. Shut up, Matthew. All right. Uh, Let's talk now about, I would argue the biggest Xbox news of the night. And that is the announcement that Marvel games 
working in conjunction with Arcane Leon, uh, known for Dishonored and known for Deathloop, are working together to make a uh, a game based on Blade, the Marvel hero. Uh, very early in development. <sighs> Ooh, it's exciting. <laughs> uh, very, very exciting for sure to see this one. Uh, it was announced because for two reasons. Uh, one, it's the 50th anniversary of Blade. Two, and more, more accurately, it's a big audience. And so yeah. Xbox is getting to show that they are working in conjunction with Marvel Games, who has built such a wonderful relationship with PlayStation by making three Spider-Man games at this point, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and Spider-Man 2, uh, and then are currently working with uh, on Wolverine. So to see mm -hmm. Xbox get their Marvel Games title is really exciting. Uh, what has brought with it some controversy, which extends to several of these uh, big announcements, is... You know, is this an Xbox exclusive or is Xbox how, how much are they getting to control this IP versus Marvel? Obviously, this is years away. I would say three years at a minimum uh, because oh, I would say five years, five years would be what I would expect. But three years yeah. at a minimum. Right. Um, depending on the size of the game, like is this a game designed to combat Spider-Man or is this meant to be a Dishonored Deathloop size game, like a smaller title or a big title? I don't know, right? Yeah. And so a lot of questions here, but it is great to see Marvel games working with Xbox to finally get a hero game from Xbox. Man, God, that that announcement, the trailer for it, it was, it was amazing. Like, I didn't know what we were going in for and stuff, and the minute and a half ride that I was on at the very end, you just, you, you find it finally clicks, you know, like why, why there's so many crucifixes, why the dude was so concerned about cutting his finger on the blade, right? you know, and then you, you, you know, his comment about, don't worry, I'm not going to bite. It's like, it's such a, it's such a benign comment, but in, in light of the context of the situation, you understand the, 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 the brevity or, you know, the, the gravity of the situation is like, Oh my God. And then to see, his teeth and the sunglasses and he puts the glasses on and he stands up and he's got his guns and he pulls his blade out and it's like straight from the movie and you're just like we're we got this we're in boy dude this is gonna be a fantastic game and and they were super excited at the game awards to announce it too they were super excited about the fact that they got to pitch it that marvel was down for it and that now they're going to actually get to like the, the the green the lights have been lit gundor has called for aid we are going to be getting a marvel superhero third person single player action adventure game mm -hmm. for xbox and i and i there's no question in my mind that this is not an xbox exclusive well, so that's that's kind of the big kicker here, because one, I agree, it's really exciting to see. I loved the tone of the trailer. It really had me stoked for for several reasons. Um, but yeah, the question of uh, is it exclusives has has overshadowed all of the happiness, excitement. And <laughs> it could be solved so easily by Microsoft by just putting up the logo or answering the question. But not on Xbox's website, nor on Marvel's does it say Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Um, and there are, I have three theories in play here for, for why I think that is the case, none of which I necessarily think are justified, um, mm -hmm. but I do 
think it, but you are steadfast in saying this is an Xbox exclusive. Dude, this is an Xbox exclusive. There's no question in my mind. I don't have a, like there's there's no like if this was an Xbox um, or if this was a multiplat game. I guarantee you that PlayStation would be trying to throw their logo on this as quick as possible because they already have two major Marvel IPs in their bag. They need games right now. They need that publicity. And they they have not. PlayStation doesn't have a Blade trailer up. It's not in their PlayStation uh, uh, playlist for the wrap-up of the Game Awards. All of the other multi-plat games are. Even the, even the former Xbox exclusive games like As Dusk Follows is now on their playlist. They've not tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. There's been no comment on it from them at all. Everyone's asking for confirmation from Xbox. Folks, it's a Bethesda game. <laughs> Bethesda's making the okay? We know who owns Bethesda. Mm-hmm. It's Xbox. So I have no question in my mind. No, they have not put an Xbox logo on there. It is being pub- it is being done by Arcane Leon. It is being published uh, through Bethesda. And guess who owns that? That that deal's done. You can talk about Activision Blizzard King all you damn want. It's not going to change the fact that Bethesda is owned by Microsoft. And we know Starfield is exclusive. Y'all wanted to call that multi-plat because of previous and blah, blah, blah. Stupid. It's all stupid. It is, it's exclusive. There's a reason why they bought that the Bethesda Zenimax stuff. And it's for cool opportunities like this. Because who knows if Arcane Leon would have been able to talk to Marvel about this in the past. We don't know. Could, maybe, possibly, doesn't matter. Xbox has got it on their playlist. They're the ones that are that are uh, uh, promoting it. They're they're the ones that have been like having the the, the flowers for this. It's going to be Xbox exclusive. That's all there is. For the record, I agree with you that it's Xbox exclusive. My theories as to why it's not. All right, and I have three right. potential ones. The first and most likely is that Microsoft is still involved in litigations regarding the FTC. The FTC is still coming after them, even post acquisition. Uh, about exclusivity and mergers, there's a possibility that what they're trying to do is keep some of their bigger titles out of the line of fire, right? Out out of the news, not giving the very weak case that the FTC has consistently brought, not giving them any ammunition, okay? Mm. That's a a strong reason why Okay, Uh, I think it's there. The weaker but still possible would be that Marvel wants proof of concept and proof in the pudding that this game is of a certain caliber. Uh, Without a doubt, Marvel has seen very high quality titles in Guardians of the Galaxy and the Spider-Man series. And that has been the current and modern Marvel games. Those are, are bar none incredible. And Bethesda has not produced a critically revered uh, title like Guardians of the Galaxy or uh, Spider-Man. And I think that's debatable, but I think, you know, numbers are numbers. And, and if you're outside looking in and don't take have stake in it, have they made a spider? Has Xbox made a Spider-Man-esque level experience? Um, I would say no, even though I adore Xbox as a brand. 
Um, they haven't made that third person over the shoulder action game that is on that level. Um, and the the third and final um, is it's Xbox tax, Logan. It's Xbox tax season. And <laughs> Jeff Keighley doesn't want to have that at his showcase. He refused to do it. Um, and the media <laughs> is anti Xbox. So Xbox said, we know you're going to trash us because we're Xbox and we're not putting our logo on there. Of all the theories, that is the most sound and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> You think that's a sound theory? I do. Oh I think Tin I think the public hat. perception means a lot to Xbox. And I think that the, that to avoid the scrutiny that would come as a result of this, looking at Arcane Leon's history and trying to dig up all the failures uh, to to mark to knock Xbox down on a peg. If there's that glimmer of hope that PlayStation could possibly get this, then mm. everyone's going to shut the F up about it and not met, not like talk badly about it. But uh, to, to be honest, like. I, I don't think that the the Kamala Khan uh, vengeance um, for Xbox has any weight to it. It doesn't feel like it. I don't think it's going to impact anything. And I don't think that um, this is going to be one of those situations where it's it's like I, there's obviously a reason the the Marvel uh, approach. It could have some weight, but not for the not for the game reasons that I think you brought up. I, like I think uh, Avengers and, and Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, both multi plat and mm-hmm. both not critical successes um I, I i think if anything you would want to tout that this is going to be first party this is going to be a triple a experience on the level of the exclusives that are the spider-man games mm-hmm. that's i hope so man i'm excited i know you agree i know you're with me on my part so i'm not going to pressure you to try and try and play devil's advocate on this but um it's just it's such a i i, I was saying this on twitter it's such a nothing burger over 90 seconds of content that it feels like people just need to get get off their seat, go outside, you know, sniff the grass and and or is it touch the grass? It's touch, touch the, the grass. grass. Touch the grass. Um they do, need do you, to like go in actually just kind of accept like it's okay if it's exclusive. If if Sony was getting this, no one no one would have a, a heyday about this except for Xbox fans and all the PlayStation fans would be like, you know, stay in your lane. Do you think Arcane ha- has anything to do with why this isn't there, given that Redfall was Arcane's last game? Now, mind you, that was Arcane Austin. Yeah. And Arcane Leon is the one working on Blade. Arcane Leon Deathloop was in 2021. Uh, they co-developed and worked with Machine Games on Wolfenstein, Youngblood, and Cyberpilot. Um and then they worked on Dishonored, Death of an Outsider. Before that, Dishonored 2. Do you think that was a reason for what, for not given that Arcane Austin has such a disappointing launch with Redfall? Which, by the way, is totally going to get Blade DLC at some point. Yeah, of the, of the two characters that are coming out, we don't know who those two story characters are. I would be very happy if Blade was one of them. Um, or they call him like Sword or uh, Cutting Object. Kata- Katana. Or- katana man and it's saber we have laid it home (laughs) um i i don't think that the i don't i really don't think that the studio's pedigree because we we have like other other disney ip being pushed out to other xbox studios right now and as a as a result i i mean there's there's definitely hesitance there's definitely concern as far as like caliber of game but it it does feel like 
this is one of those things where they understand the gravity and they're jazzed about it. Like I've never seen people so jazzed about making an announcement for something they barely even, you know, gotten approved. So I have a feeling that they have a they have a, a world that they want to build. It's it's their version of Paris. They have a story they want to tell and they have a character that they were excited to get. Mm-hmm. So I think that no matter what happens, this is going to be their opportunity to really show that you know Dishonored, Deathloop, those games are great games functionality, but to to really kind of rival stuff that like Insomniac is doing, this is their opportunity, and they really have to nail it. I agree. I love the pressure that a Marvel games brings to Xbox. Yeah, because competition makes the best of us. And Xbox has certainly been working very hard to correct criticisms. Um, and I want I want that third person over the shoulder action game that is as good as God of War, as good as Spider-Man. I want yeah. that from Xbox, right? Like that's my favorite type of game. There's a reason why I love Arkham Knight. Um, I, Luke Lore wants that. And so I love the pressure that a Marvel games brings to the table for sure. Yeah. So so in short. The Xbox celebrations are Blade, Hellblade 2, and OD with Hideo Kojima. Am I correct in saying that those are the big wins? And then and then the launch of Baldur's Gate, uh, which wasn't spotlighted at the Game Awards, but did happen. Yeah. Shout out to Larian for um, winning Game of the Year for Baldur's Gate 3. Um, mm-hmm. That was something that I think I, I and I'm very proud of myself. I, I probably shouldn't be, but I was very proud of myself for saying that they were going to shadow drop it at the game awards they intended to the 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 head of, of larian was like oops <laughs> i've been wearing a suit of armor all night and i completely forgot to say that we're shadow dropping uh, uh baldur's gate 3 on uh on xbox tonight mm-hmm. but um yeah that and and unfortunately maybe if they had more time they would have been able to uh to have had an opportunity to remember to to mention it um sadly they only got like 30 seconds to be able to uh to talk about how uh, how grateful they are for laboring over that game for so long. It, that was a, and let's go ahead and transition to that. Uh, but I do want to say there were three Xbox games that won Game of the Year awards for something. Motorsport yep. won Innovation and Accessibility, amazing. And yeah. uh, also won Best Sports and Racing title, uh, which surprised me, uh, but very cool. Um, and then Hi-Fi Rush was winner of Best Audio Design. Uh, and there were a couple other nominations that Xbox Studio had, but those are big, the big three wins from Xbox as far as Game of the Year is concerned. Yeah. Um, Starfield not even nominated, certainly ruffled some feathers. I saw a funny commercial. Oh Did you see the commercial in the Game Awards? There was yes. a commercial that was an accolade trailer of all these nines and tens about Starfield. And then it was like, congratulations to all the nominees and making great worlds and stuff like that. We do well, that as well. And then it was like, you- Xbox Game Studios, I mean, you want to talk about weird stuff like there there was that as a as an advertisement for Starfield that didn't get nominations. And then the game that did get nominations that everyone thought was going to win something didn't win anything with Spider-Man 2. Yep. Yep. That was Horizon <laughs> all over again, man. Uh, like, cool. I mean, it's and it's wild, dude. It's just it's absolutely wild that th- that was the state of the game awards. And I don't know if this is if you can write this off as like. Oh well, this is just this is just what 2023 was like. 2023 was just amazing, but at least one Sony or you know one Sony first party title 
well not first party exclusive won something with best score for final fantasy 16 um and i can't think if they got any other for final fantasy 16 or final fantasy 7 um i don't think they did so that was it and and i and honestly like the fact that the, the fact that nintendo won more awards as far as i can recall than sony for the first time feels really weird dude like pikmin 4 won best sim uh, uh mario wonder won best family and uh zelda won best action adventure and that was more awards than sony won for the two games that they put out and i'm just like dude what is what 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 timeline are we in right now it was strange it was strange and there were a couple moments and and uh, this is, I, I don't know, this is the show where I'm like pulling up evidence and pointing to it, but it, there was a couple, <laughs> there were a couple times where like Jeff would make a comment about like how hard game developers work and how difficult it is to be an indie game developer and just little like things and then rush through a bunch of awards, not bring them on stage or if they were yes. on stage, get talked off, like, like the music started playing 30 seconds in, which, uh, so, so for any listener that's not aware, didn't watch. Every time a game of the year winner was allowed to come onto the stage, they were given only 30 seconds to speak before the music started playing them off. And yeah. it felt very rushed. And uh, Keeley, to his credit, did tweet response to that criticism and saying that did that was too short. I did ask them to relax that rule as the show went on. Yeah. And we're going to be looking at that going forward. But like how in rehearsals do you not realize that's not enough time? While making Christopher Judge come out here, make a joke about how long his speech was, him still talk for a long time and have 20 minutes dedicated to Kojima. Yeah, I want to know how long was was Chris Judge joking about the fact that he was talking too much while talking too much? Yeah, it was. And uh, meta, very meta. And I I thought he made it. So if any again, any listener that didn't catch it, Chris Judge made a joke about his speech last year being longer than this year's Call of Duty campaign. And I thought that was hilarious. Mind you, I love yeah. Call of Duty's campaign. I enjoyed it. I had a blast with it. Totally is too short. Totally open for criticism. That was a funny joke. You know, and and I'm fine with making the joke. I think there were better jokes. Like, do you? Uh, there, I do. I think you could have made as as many jokes about um like bears in Baldur's Gate three that you wanted to. Mm-hmm. like there's so many jokes so many other other areas that you could go to like oh, i can't wait for kratos to be showcased in Baldur's gate 3 so i can get some of that tiefling yeah junk. I gotcha. Please you know, stop there but yes i gotcha <laughs> there's there's like there's so many other things that um and, and i'm talking about looting corpses by the way for the kids out there uh there's there's um and, and don't i know what you're thinking too uh there's so many other jokes that you could have done that digging on a company or digging on a team that that was was highly over pressured to deliver on a content delivery that was intended to be like a dlc mm-hmm. for the game feels like punching below the waist at that point and i'm like i'm okay if you want a joke or if you want to make a dig on someone that deserves it because mm-hmm. maybe that does kind of showcase like hey don't make call of duty an annual thing Mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be an annual thing it's a game as a service you can release campaigns when they're ready and just update maps and guns and zones that's fine yeah so yes this is anubis's question but he asks how we thought about chris judge 
um, and his joke about Call of Duty. Good it was call. it was Anubis saying that, and I want to give him credit uh, for it. But so I heard two different takes on it because I thought the joke was funny. Um, I think the problem with it, the joke w- came that that wasn't the tone of the rest of the show, right? There wasn't yeah. like at the Oscars. There's some good ribbing. But there's a lot of awards coming up on stage, people thanking things. And that didn't match the tone of the show, which is a total bummer. Anthony yeah. Mackie was living his best life uh, presenting stuff. Uh, I really think he wanted some Keanu energy and it maybe just didn't land. Um, <laughs> but like he was living his best life. Chris Judge was out there having fun. I heard a really good analogy that Chris Judge might have felt he was punching up to Call of Duty because Call of Duty is so massive and, and powerful as a brand. Whereas others were like, he's punching down because it's God of War with its such critical acclaim, uh, punching mm. at a, a game that didn't deliver. And honestly, I doubt it was even that thought out. It was just a funny joke, and it was yeah. what it was. Um, and and Chris Judge is an important figure in gaming, right? Not just that he's the voice of Kratos, but like he's become a symbol at the Game Awards in gaming. And I thought that was what was going on there, but I was kind of bummed. I didn't take it so personally that he was attacking a team that only had 16 months. And yeah, I just thought it was a dude laughing and being silly, trying to have fun. Yeah. I, I, and there's, it's so hard to understand the, the between the lines because at the end of his comment, he did say, that's another company I'll never work for. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to know. Like, is he saying that as, as like pretentious, like, I'm never going to work for Call of Duty, so I'm I'm okay punching this, uh, you know, punching the devs when they're down. Or is that like, oh, I just burned a bridge. That's I I'm never going to get a job working for them now. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to know like the context. And in that moment, I don't know what I would have done. I I may have said the joke. I may not have said the joke. I don't even know if the joke was his or if it was something that he came up with on the fly. It's hard to know that kind of stuff. What goes on behind the scenes and stuff, but. I think you're right that the tone is it's why the Oscars hire comedians because they write jokes to roast stuff that's going on and make, make digs on, on nominees. Mm-hmm. Call of duty wasn't nominated, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's one thing that it's one thing to dig on the nominees for stuff mm-hmm. and to make playful jokes about it. But call of duty was not in the conversation with anything right now, man. Like that was not like that. Like, can we just leave them alone? Mm-hmm. Like they're going through some shit right now. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I, I did not um I did not take anything to be an Xbox versus PlayStation element there either. No, I, I didn't, didn't feel like anything there was console fanboy stuff. I thought so too. Yeah, I was not bothered by uh it's not Kratos Xbox. kicking Microsoft in the cod. Yeah. Get it? Because it's yep, we got it. It's the cod cod piece. You you <laughs> proud of that one? Are you proud of that joke? <laughs> You feel good about that? You want to keep that one? <laughs> just sorry, I'm just kidding. Yeah, All right. Um, but yeah, in short, I thought Jeff did. So, so to go back to the time aspect, uh, yeah. I thought Jeff, who will always take the flack for these things, even if he's got a team, he it's his show. I thought the amount of time spent on Chris Judge, Hideo Kojima, Matthew McConaughey, Gonzo all came at the expense of celebrating the people that they were there for. And that goes against the very nature of what he himself said at the beginning is that we need to celebrate the people that create these worlds and these games that we all play in. Um, There is a balance to be struck between paying for the show with ads, uh, 
spotlighting new games and bringing eyes to the show because that's what new trailers do. That's what releases do, world premieres do. Yeah. But if you're going to be the Game Awards, you cannot be the E3 Showcase Part 2 or the Game Fest Part 2 or the Winter Game Fest or any other element. You do need to allow winners of awards to be spotlighted. And if Sydney Good Sydney Goodman's up there reading six winners at a time, which was last year more so, uh, or if you're just rolling through, then I think that's a problem that needs to be addressed. And I do think, Logan, too many people are forgiving it, like, oh, he's going to work on it for next year. I think he's had enough goes at it that that part should have been handled well. I don't disagree. But I'm also being very forgiving because I'm I'm trying to be empathetic with Jeff and his perspective. Um I'm not living in his shoes. I don't know what the stress is for him. I don't know the privileged life that he's he's got right now. What I will say is, is that if it came down to not having the Game Awards versus having the Game Awards in the state that it's in, I would rather have the Game Awards in the state that it's in because at some level, there's still some appreciation being done for the devs. But yeah, I I do want to share my sentiment as well. I think that the bundling awards thing needs to stop. It's not fair to the devs that worked years for their for their audio design to be like shuffled in with best sim racer and best esports. Like those things, it's it's like on the same level. Let's elevate those to actually be recognized. It's the same conversation that I've had about people with game developers and QA testers. QA testers are developers. They have to understand the game enough to be able to tell you what is wrong and communicate that with the designers, with the engineers. If they can't do that, the game's gonna come out in a bad state. If you're not going to celebrate those people on the same level as game of the year, you're not really celebrating game developers. You're just mm -hmm. kind of like, here's an award, you can stick it on your shelf, you can put it on the back of the box. Mm -hmm. Big time, I saw, and I retweeted somebody, uh, I think it was Josh Sawyer uh, from Pentiment, uh, commenting at how, bothered he was by the nature of just skipping out on people getting a chance to celebrate and spotlight their game and you know there are side effects to not getting to talk about your game uh there are side effects of getting to talk about your game the the woman uh the japanese woman who was so excited about i don't remember what game yeah she was. she did the, she was working for she accepted the award for i think for ghostwire that's right yes yeah she accepted the award for ghostwire and then got to spotlight her indie project at the game awards yep. that's huge for her and her team yeah. they will by default have celebration um you you talked i think it was in our voice chat about joseph ferris a small title uh small developer getting to spotlight games allowed it to eventually get it takes to game of the year right yeah. um the chance to be on stage or to talk can really do a lot for a company and for a franchise for a game for an ip and not getting to can have its own uh, repercussions as well, some of which we'll never know, others of which we have a very immediate response. How many people didn't know that Baldur's Gate 3 came to Xbox because they were music playing, kind of yeah, ushered off stage? That was yeah. a thing that they were going to spotlight and celebrate because that's a big win for that team. Yes, it's a big win for Xbox. You got a game of the year released, shadow dropped onto your console. But also, that team had worked very hard to overcome technical issues with the series s that is going to have industry ramifications like other teams are now using the logic that they use to make magic happen on the series s 
not getting the spotlight that that came out is an issue. Yeah. Not to mention like all of the people that have been uh, showcased kind of through the years at the game awards have all had games that have won awards at this point. And that, that says a little bit to the, to the validity of the game awards, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. due to the inherent nature that the game awards draws attention to those games. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, when like Sean Murray comes out and announces his new game, his game has won like ongoing game in the past and has been nominated multiple times for best ongoing game for no man's sky. There are a lot of other games that are killing it as a service game right now that nobody's getting uh, uh, votes for because nobody's playing those games because those games aren't getting spotlighted in, in kind of things like Xbox does a really good job of like doing the, uh, by the way, elder scrolls online, sea of thieves, and Microsoft Sim- Flight Simulator are all getting updates this year. Mm-hmm. But nobody cares about those sections because those aren't fresh launches that are going to draw attention to their websites. Mm-hmm. And most people skip over those parts in the E3 presentation. And that's that's the moment where I'm like, how valid are these actual awards? How valid are they going to be? If you're going to elevate one thing, trying to elevate everything that actually won award as opposed to the thing you think is going to win an award in three years. It's true. And, you know, we talked about at the, at the top of the show, the live service award, not the live service award, the ongoing, ongoing game, game. Award. Yeah. And I'm really offended by cyberpunk winning that not because cyberpunk doesn't deserve it. Goodness. It does like, or, or goodness. It deserves accolade and award, but ongoing game. That's not what that category to me should be. That should be those that are getting those events that are supporting their community ongoing right that are are doing right by a consistent influx of player bases and ip which fortnite i think needs to be consistently recognized and it deserves to be epic may be doing some bad stuff lately but fortnite continues to impress um does call of duty does sea of thieves does does any other major franchise elder scrolls online i mean and and you are uh gave me the definition of her ongoing ongoing game award to a game of an outstanding development and ongoing content that evolves around the player experience over time. I don't think that's cyberpunk. I just don't. Maybe so I'm wrong. The the definition gives it validity to it being uh, possible in there. I don't think that that is what the intent of that award should be. Mm-hmm. I disagree with what that game uh, like best ongoing game should be best games as a service mm-hmm. and let that live as it is. Uh, Cause I think cyberpunk did not get its dues. It does deserve its dues, especially with phantom Liberty. It's fantastic. Uh, it, it, DLC. It, it belongs in like its own category for like RPG or action adventure or something like that. But because it's not a new game, there's nowhere to give it its flowers because it just, it, it didn't hit on launch and they have worked hard on it and they have brought out DLC for it and they are continuing to update beyond the DLC and who knows, like they may surprise us with even more updates depending on how long cyberpunk two takes to get out. And because of that, it's like, where do you stick it? Well, you want to give it something. Everyone wants to give it something, but they don't know where to put it because there's too many RPGs that came out this year that actually are RPGs that do deserve to have their spotlight and not just bundled in, in, in a list of other games and stuff like that. Agreed. So it's, it's tough. 
and and I and I I don't I don't disagree with your takes, but I am glad that it won something. Fair, and I am too. I just think too many people were overlooked because of the lack of clarity and in spirit of certain awards. True, right? Not to mention the indie game controversy, which is I'm ready to move on, but like I'm just I'm kind of done with that one. Um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, we answered Clint Coombs's question. He wrote in asking if we felt that content creators uh, or developers rather were cheated out of their time for speeches. Um, and I think we've kind of addressed that one. I was confused by the content creator of the year award being a VTuber. Uh, maybe I'm old, but I don't know. Maybe it's whatever. It's, there's no real, I don't really want to go. Into yeah. It. You know, odd. if, if it, I think, I think I would feel differently if it was someone who's like using a Muppet as a, as their, their, their figurehead for, for the content creation. Because mm -hmm. VTuber is a, is a weird realm that like, still hasn't really locked itself in as uh as as like the same as like seeing someone's face like there's a i don't know for me it's a catfishing thing like i feel like i'm being catfished every time i see someone see like a vtuber like i have no clue what you actually look like but mm -hmm. i have to i have to move beyond that and accept that vtubers are just like if someone was using a puppet yeah and that's just a it's just a medium thing at that point it's the difference between going from 2d to 3d animation it's just a change in medium and I have yeah. to like accept like that's the thing they worked hard on making that VTuber popular and interesting and unique and mm -hmm. stand out beyond all of the other same similar models that I've seen out there for VTubers. So whoever you are, I <laughs> kudos to you because I I don't follow. That's not in my circle, mm -hmm. but it was it was super weird. But it was also a precedent. I'm fine with that. Fair enough. Fair enough. And they got to accept their award. <laughs> sure <laughs> sure they i mean uh, i got they, I, weren't, I, <laughs> they weren't present but they got to at least say something mm -hmm. yeah that's fair they did you know who didn't most of the other award winners but that's exactly cool. <laughs> it's it's things like that it's like half dozen to one six of the other like why did why did this get time but the other things didn't it's like it doesn't make sense it's such a weird it's such a weird balance of of who gets what time uh, I want to loop back to Avatar and GTA 6, but I do think it's worth mentioning there are a lot of uh, seasonal events or updates coming to a lot of Xbox properties and live service games. Um, Diablo 4, which I've been full in on lately, uh, it's getting its Greater Rifts and Christmas event. Halo Infinite, which is also another first party. It just got its firefight mode. I'm stoked to go into that. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 Season 1 just started as well again first party diablo zombies, first party baby. Halo. oh I'm so let's excited. go i love zombies uh first party was call of duty sea of thieves just got its safer seas update which is a great place if you've got kids and you want to introduce them to sea of thieves do it safer seas is the way to do it um that is one two three four xbox owned games getting pretty big pretty big seasonal or, or event style updates which is pretty cool, I think. Um, and Fortnite just got two incredible updates next to three. I'm sorry, three incredible updates next to its latest season. It has three video games built in it with the new Fortnite game creator tool. Um, and I think they look dope. I think they look really cool. And Dude. Uh, Rick in our chat was uh, very not impressed by it. So I'll talk about that because I was I thought it was dope. 
Okay, so I, I got a chance to jump into the Lego Minecraft game, right? And uh, I jumped in with a buddy. He's He's been hitting me up to uh, to kind of spend more time on it. There there are, there have been some weird things as far as like that, that game goes. It looks flipping amazing, dude. It looks so good. Uh, the Fortnite engine is just, it's, it's lighting is so well done. I absolutely love the aesthetic of everything. I love like kind of the Lego brick nature of it. This is Minecraft and Breath of the Wild slammed together. Like there's building stuff. There's, um, you know, harvesting stuff. There's survival mechanics. Uh, but it's, it's like they took bits of Breath of the Wild and they took bits of Minecraft and they slammed it together in Fortnite with a Lego IP over top of it. And it works. It works really, really well, in my opinion. I think they've done a really good job with it. It's, it's accessible. There's some things that you got to kind of learn and stuff like that. But once you kind of get the uh, the bread and butter of it and you kind of understand, then you can start sprinkling on some of the like the spices and, and herbs and stuff that you want to kind of really punch up the flavor. The only issue that I've really run into is my buddy and I loaded into his world and he was way across the map at his village and I spawned super far away and I spent three hours trying to get to his village. And granted, he didn't come like, you know, rescue me or anything like that. He, he could have, you know, I don't know, figured out how to like craft clothes so I could weather the, the cold zones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Breath of the Wild has like a temperature gauge, right? And, and this has that as well, too. Like there's hot spots, there's cold spots. You, you slow down if you get too cold, you take damage if you stay too long. Um, but there's like a shield and swords and bows and stuff. You can block attacks, you can dodge can you know kill wolves and you can you know, pet sheep and get wool uh there's just it's, it's so deep and yet it's it's understandable like it, it's conceptually like uh, approachable and i'm just really impressed with that and i haven't gotten to jump into the harmonics stuff yet and i haven't gotten to jump into the rocket league stuff yet but just looking at what like Fortnite has been able to do you it is clear to me that they realize that battle royale has a half-life like there is there is a, a a a expiration date on the genre battle royale as like the main thing and they're they're now crafting worlds that are going to be in Fortnite, but very much like other games the way they pivoted away from save the world to uh pub with Fortnite, they're doing that now with lego minecraft and harmonics and, and rocket race or rocket league and stuff I think it's neat. I just, I just, I think it's cool to happen. And I know some people are not for it, but to me, this is giving a lot of cool elements. And if it, people are having fun with it, dope. Yeah. The fact that it's all free. Yeah. It's all, it's all free. You don't have to buy anything. I will say Fortnite's new menu system blows. I don't like it either. It's so bad. Go back to the old one. Those big games, Call of Duty, Fortnite, Destiny, a lot, a lot of them, you got a lot of information to give to your player the longer that you exist, the more yeah. features you add, the more cosmetics you add. Every game has to contend with that. So I understand the need to consistently update and address it. But man, I was just like, what is that? It, it is bad. It is legitimately bad. And um, I really think they need to go back and readdress it. And it's clearly built in a new way to address some of these new games that are coming into it. So you can find your cosmetics, but I hate it. I hate it. 
Yeah, it's a problem even Sea of Thieves just uh, introduced for themselves as well, too. They've got like safer seas. And now the the number of clicks you have to get to get into the game has gone beyond like the initial three that it started out with when the game launched to like 10. Mm -hmm. Now you have to go through 10 different menus if you want to start the game. (laughs) It's like, okay, maybe there's a little bit of a little bit of, of shaving we can do. Maybe like add multiple toggles to these things as opposed to separate menus and you can just toggle what you want to do before you actually log in. Mm -hmm. But dude, I, I, it's tough. It's a tough, I don't, I don't envy game developers for trying to have to figure that stuff out. Cause I don't know how you do it. Yeah. Me neither. Me neither. Credit to you. Uh, grand theft auto six got its first true trailer, not a leak. They leave they, the, somebody leaked it. And then if you like less than an hour later, rockstar is like, fine, here's the real one. Uh, yeah. they put it out there game. Uh, looks technically incredible, full of its standard satire and stuff. I will say that I am not a Grand Theft Auto person. I don't actually like the the genre. No, it's not the genre. The vibe, like I play video games to escape, and the amount of satire is too close to home mm. for me. But that doesn't mean I won't play this game. That won't doesn't mean mm. I won't try it on a technical level, laugh at the jokes and whatnot. But um, I I guess kind of bums me out that this is the most popular game ever kind of thing. And it's satirical, but I just sound like an old man yelling at a cloud and I know it. <laughs> um, I want hope and optimism and to be the hero. I'm uh, the lawful good one. Why, yeah. why do I have to play the bad person? I never play the bad guy in games. So that's just, just me and my own quirkiness for sure. Um, but... Uh, I was really excited for this because I think it's going to have a ripple effect in the gaming industry uh, on a number of levels. And so I thought this was cool. I'm excited for the the tentpole element that this game is going to bring. Everybody that moved out of the way of games in 2023 uh, was wise. Uh, Whoever's in 2025, you better be real careful with what date you announce. Yeah. Yeah, because that game is... uh, That is the top three most viewed video on youtube and it it, it's it's kind of nuts like it's just it's it's had millions and millions of views at this point um i will say that the gta 6 trailer accomplishes two main things uh one it shows the scope of the world and two it shows actual gameplay uh i and and it shows it shows systems that we knew were going to be like hot button topics mm-hmm. for when it came out. This is a next gen game. Um, and I anticipate that they are building this as a platform as well too, but we've already seen examples of them showing that this is actual gameplay footage mm-hmm. that it does have uh, ray tracing in it. Mm-hmm. It may be only 30 frames per second, but that may just be how they wanted to present the cinematic aspect of this. Mm-hmm. There's so much AI work going into this as far as trying to get humans to look human Mm -hmm. in a busy environment that I was genuinely impressed with just like if you walk down cyberpunk, you'll see people, you'll see lots of people, but Mm -hmm. they're just walking. You know, you may have like a couple of people standing around or a couple of people sitting on the floor or something like that. There's, but it's not complex and you can quickly find the, like where the system breaks, like someone will walk to a certain set set uh, uh, in a world and then they'll stop 
they'll turn around and they'll walk back right where they were. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no purpose to their walking other than going back and forth from point A to point B. And that is localized around where the player is. Mm-hmm. And they will spawn in as a result of where the player is and they will they will activate and the, it's like rain. Rain is only around you in games. It's not mm-hmm. everywhere in the world. It's just right. around you. Mm-hmm. And with this, uh, GTA was showcasing how far they've come with uh, people and having procedures, having having uh, schedules, having um, uh, activities that they're doing, things that are keeping them engaged with something other than walking down a straight line and then turning around and walking right back. Right. And that was impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Do you think that game developers are currently like picking this trailer apart to incorporate or adjust things that they're going to include in their own titles? If they are, it's for titles that are that are very early in production because I think that what they showcased is so so routed deeply in the base of the engineering of the game mm-hmm. that you would have to go back and rework a lot of what's going on. And there's there's a lot of like Rockstar magic right now in that trailer mm-hmm. based on like what I've seen with Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. Everything that I saw in that trailer is feasible from that team, mm-hmm. given the timeline that we have and what we've already seen. And I think that this is going to be one of those games that everyone looks at and thinks, this is how every single game from now on should do cities. And I think that is the that is the takeaway that I got from it. The Bonnie Clyde story that that we saw is going to be cool. I think that'll be really interesting. There was a really good fan theory that I saw that the story in the trailer is being played backwards and that if you start from the end of the trailer and you go backwards through the trailer, you see like how they started on top, how they started to to go with like how they were planning the heist. They did the heist and then it, it just derailed after that and they got caught. They were being chased and then she ended up in jail. And that was a really good theory. Um, good theory. But overall, I, w- I would say that the, the point of what this trailer did was is to set the stage for with the expectation that this is going to be vice city it's fantastic it was one of the best vice grand theft auto 3 was one of the best games that ever came out really opened up open world games and showed what could be done mm-hmm. vice city was the refinement of that process in a in a 80s aesthetic that was great this is 2023 vice city and i think it's it's really cool to see like how big the cities are how good they look all the different environments all the different vehicles that are potentially going to be in it all the different people that are going to populate it the variedness of those people too the way they look there's it's not just like the same bethesda human model at the same bethesda human height right they're like these are actual looking human beings and that is a distinction that i i found with cyberpunk to a to a point that i was impressed with at first but now seeing the gta trailer i'm like they've gone a step further and that is something that i think is really impressive uh are you bothered that it's been announced so early Mm, yeah two years is a pretty heckin long time um but it it's clear that they've got a lot done and it makes sense you know it's been a long time since red dead redemption 2 um so now it's kind of like the announcement trailer of them like doing a Grand Theft Auto 6 game. Mm-hmm. And I think now's a good time to go quiet mm-hmm. and 
let's let's start spinning up the the conversation again at the game awards for 2024 so stay quiet don't show anything next summer but game awards is, yeah. is their best bet i agree with you i don't want to see them at e3 uh given how much spotlight it will hog just by its very nature yeah and i think that's kind of my my take on that one because they had they been at game awards that's all anyone would have talked about and i have to wonder why they weren't by the way very they strange didn't need to. yeah but didn't need to i i was 100 percent wrong about them needing the game awards boy was i wrong <laughs> So do you, is there any I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm thinking is there 190 the fact that they that maybe they they had a falling out with the, with a Keeley or anything like that I, I very potentially so like I I I I will not write that off as like that's not the reason that's why they that's not why they didn't do it I think it's because they sold 190 million copies of their their GTA 5 Mhm and everyone knows what GTA is and the fact that they're slapping a six on it and making it next gen is enough to to warrant being able to say like we can we can have the the day like everyone's going to be talking about the game awards mm-hmm. we can we can monopolize the entire rest of the week with GTA conversation mm-hmm. by releasing the trailer on our own and it it worked too dude like everyone was talking about GTA for the next 3 days and it was that's all that dominated the the news cycle, you know. There and to the point where people were like, "Is there an Avatar game coming out this week?" Mm-hmm. And other people were like, "Yeah, there's an Avatar game coming out this week." And they're like, "Huh, I didn't hear about that." It's like maybe because there was GTA Six. That was very under marketed. Yeah, like, I'm still seeing a lot of marketing for it too. Too that's the weird thing. It maybe just where I'm at, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, um, but you've played it. Uh, we did not get a review code for it, and just I'm gonna be honest, I'm enjoying enough games right now that I don't really feel the need to play it at the moment. Even though I I do love Avatar, but I guess I didn't like Way of Water enough to send me to it. How much have you played of it? Um, I've only gotten, I'd say maybe like an hour and a half, two hours into it. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Very little. Uh. This is the this is the private division team or, or this is the division team, not private division. That's a publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the division team. Their take on what a Far Cry game would be mm-hmm. in Avatar. Uh, playing through the tutorial, which is kind of like the prologue to the game before you kind of get full control over what's going on. They're just kind of setting the stage. Mm-hmm. This takes place. It starts off right at the end of the first film. Mm-hmm. And then it skips forward a fair amount of time and you actually grow up as a result. Like you start out as a kid, Navi, and then time passes, you come out, you're older. And when you come out, you can tell like, this is, this is before the second film, but you're still kind of in the forest with the Navi and the different tribes and stuff like that. This game is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm playing on my, my PC, which has the nice graphics, uh, to an extent, like I'm still operating on my old G- GPU, which is the, the 1080 that I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the rest of the system's all up to date and I really love the way this game looks. The, they've done such a good job of honoring the actual world that mm-hmm. James Cameron's built 
and bringing a, a, a canon based story to that world mm-hmm. that is rooted with a lot of what you would want. Like there are guns that you can use. You, there are bows and arrows. You do get, um, you know, your, your Banshee, you do get to, to, you know, uh, fight in dog fights in the sky. You know, you do get to kind of like uh, work with mother, you know, you, um, you, you actually get to commune Aowa. with nature. It was the mother. You. Yeah. Um, I do like avatar. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I mean, this is one of those ones. It's like, it doesn't have the controversy around Hogwarts legacy, but if you look at Hogwarts legacy as a, as a, um, a testament to, to taking a world and translating it properly to, from an IP mm-hmm. avatar has done this. And, and I think that it's going to, it's going to get Titanfall two'd the way I don't want it to, because I think this game is going to be showcased in future, mm-hmm. like PC updates when they're like, Hey, we've got the new graphics card and cyberpunk 2077's out. Avatar is in. This is the game that we're going to tell you is is the the bee's knees on on how to benchmark your GPU, mm-hmm. and it's it deserves it because it's absolutely fantastic. I I really want to get back to it, but I'm having to juggle Baldur's Gate three mm-hmm. and Avatar right now. Right during a time where you want to play Diablo four because of the new content. I want to play uh, Call of Duty because of the new content. I want to play Sea of Thieves because of the new content. We still haven't even gotten to touch Firefight. I've been barely tipping my toe into Fortnite with you guys. It's just, it, there's so much. I haven't touched Fortnite either. Yeah, there's so much right now that's going on that it is extremely difficult to try and like figure out where I'm going to put my my hours in for, for gaming mm-hmm. that I might have to ignore a couple people for nights to play so that I can actually kind of jump into these single player games. Cause I've also got like, here's the storm. That's like my bread and butter, but then I've got world of Warcraft that I'm leveling a character in season of De- discovery. It's there's too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Logan needs to be a full-time creator so that Logan can play all these games. Cause Logan does not have time after work. That's the, that's the, the, I think the frustration and the scary part is um, simply put, there is, so much happening and i think that's just the nature of games now this quality it's also why the industry is struggling to keep up with itself because they've pushed themselves into such an expensive area of having to uh deliver top tier quality i'm curious how microsoft is going to manage all these live events across their games are they just going to let each studio do its own thing fine no problem yeah but like that's that's going to be a lot to manage Right? How do you spotlight and give due credit where things are deserving yeah. and needing it? Did did, did y'all know there's an update to Fallout seventy six this week? Oh my god, is there really? Because they 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 introduced a whole DLC expedition called Atlantic City, three huh. new factions, bunch of quests, new gear, new season pass, whole bunch of cool stuff. Hmm. Guess who's guess who tried to find time to actually jump into it. N- nobody but it's most diehard did you really try to find time yeah i did i actually i don't i i got the quest done that i needed to with uh with the the faction that i can't think of off the top of my head on white spring and mm-hmm. i got my expedition and i was like i don't have three people to go with me so i'm kind of scared that i'm gonna get you know really just murdered mm-hmm. in this new zone so i i tried to get in there but i was like okay i'm just gonna hold off i claimed my free atom store stuff and i i jumped in got prepped for it and then i'm gonna wait till i can get some friends who are higher level than me to mm-hmm. uh or better better meta out as far as the meta goes uh to jump in there because i i, I want to go in with uh for atlantic city it's it's really cool 
all right, so so work with me here. Call of Duty, Halo, Diablo, Sea of Thieves, Elder Scrolls Online, yep. uh, Warcraft now. What else does Xbox have that they're managing live? A Fallout 76. Fallout what 76. other live service style games do they have? That's seven. Motorsport. Motorsport. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what else they've I got. I wouldn't count but... Flight Sim in this case. No. I wouldn't count Horizon. Horizon's kind of at the end of it. Yeah. Those are not live service style, I don't think. I think that's, that's still seven. Yeah, seven. I think that's all of them. It, I it, can't think when you say it like that, doesn't it match how Sony was trying to get like X amount of live service games? Yeah. They, wanted, they had 12 projects, and I think like eight of them were the ones that are gonna be like focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it, that's an interesting approach now given what's under their banner uh that's a lot to manage as much as it is a lot to to bring generate income and interest uh stated a k2 still getting updates had an I update still, this, this live week service too. though is that live service yeah. or is that cyberpunk no that's live service you think it's live service okay i it, i'm not arguing that point i'm just in my mind right yeah they just had they just had another update that's a, a new update in four weeks and in 2024, we know the four we know the four tentpole titles at the moment. Although I would question Towerborn's ability to be a tentpole, but then yeah. outside of those four, we have South of Midnight, Clockwork Revolution, oh. State of Decay Three, Fable, Perfect Dark, Avowed, uh, Avowed. Outer Worlds Two is a way out. Outer Worlds Two is a way out. Yes. Side note: Private Division, who made. First or published first Outer Worlds and the Ori games. They had a cool game announced from the Ori developers at Moon Studios. Um, the th- there's another few, but we know that's just seven off the top of our head, and I'm sure listeners are are knocking out more. So we know four for next year and seven more that are on the way. Everwild, if you count that one, at eight. Um, so like what I'm my point is, we know a lot about Xbox's future, and only four of them are for next year at the moment. Yeah crazy i am i am checking right now because i'm pretty sure there's one more live service game that we didn't mention yes november 13th grounded came out with update 1.3.0 playground mode 400 plus building items basketball changes new burgle quest systems and more that is nine games and i'm i'm sure we're probably skipping on something unintentionally yeah oh yeah 100 percent. there's just there's a lot and xbox is in a very good position that i just don't think they get the credit for right too yeah. often people associate credit coming at the expense of competition i don't think xbox doesn't get credit at the expense of playstation or vice versa or anything but like i xbox deserves more credit for what they're doing for their their gaming base um, and how many of the games that we just listed as games as a service were nominated for best ongoing game? None. Xbox tax. Xbox tax. <laughs> You're right. Uh, it's so clear. I see it now, Logan. I see it now. Oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, sure. Media bias here and there. Sure. But that's just the nature of media. I don't, I don't even think uh, in, in this case in particular, I don't think it's actually media bias. I think it's uh, media attention and clicks. Uh, I think best ongoing game is is solely derived from what websites are getting traffic for mm-hmm. as a live service. And 
if nobody writes about those updates, they don't get clicks. It's true. So nobody thinks about them. It's true. All right, let's do, let's not got some listener questions here because we're we've we, and like honest to God, we could go double this amount of time. There's just enough to break down. Um, yeah, but let's answer a couple questions here. Uh, let's see, we've covered those. We've covered those. I feel like Todd Oxer had a question. Uh, oh, is it disappointing that Xbox didn't cement their front half release schedule at the Game Awards? Uh, also, why not say Blade is an Xbox exclusive, which we answered that part, but the front half schedule at the Game Awards is disappointing that while we know four of them for next year, Logan, we don't know what's in the front half. I I have my thought, and I'm going to... Well, let me say mine, and then you take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Is is it disappointing? No. Uh, in, the, in the release window-esque, no, because it's not like we know PlayStation's first half of the year or whatnot, um, and we just listed all these updates to xbox titles right like xbox is cooking right now uh they're doing a lot and some of these games just need time to breathe counterpoint to my own point is that we only have four i don't think towerborn or flight sim are worthy of being industry tent poles despite them being relevant to their communities we've got expansions next year for starfield and redfall Likely some content coming ongoing live service style for promoter support, which which we kind of addressed. Um, I think Xbox is a lot in the in the in the hopper. Why talk about it right now? The only thing I would have said was Starfield should have had a trailer for its expansion at the Game Awards to bring eyes to Starfield. But you know, it is what it is. I, I'm not disappointed by it. I don't think we need it right now. I do think we need a showcase of some kind for Xbox in January, February. March is too late. I tweeted at Phil about this. I wish I had gotten a response uh, because what we got in January of uh, 2023 on the 25th was this amazing developer direct. It showcased five different studios that were all working on titles that were all updates or fresh games and one of them was a shadow drop nominated for best audio design and one and i'm hoping that they will repeat this i'm hoping that we're going to get another developer direct in january that will kind of give us the dates because that's exactly what that did it gave us the redfall date it gave us the the a year for forza motorsport it gave us the the um uh summer release for elder scrolls update and it gave us the release date for Minecraft Legends, and then it dropped Hi-Fi Rush. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping, and this is kind of why I think they didn't address the uh, the the solidifying the first half of of 2024. I'm hoping that we're getting another developer direct because the the last one was amazing, and it would be great to hear from devs about the games that they're working on and see their passion for it, mm-hmm. uh, and see like what's going to be locked down for 2024. I bet you that's exactly what's going to happen, Logan. The moment you said it, I'm like, oh, I'm with Logan. I bet you that's exactly what's happening. I hope so. Yeah. Because I think it worked really well. Yeah, you're nailing it. That's exactly what's going to go on. Um, yeah, that's exactly. And and <laughs> at these at the, the, this developer direct event, you give me the date for your first Redfall expansion. Uh, you talk about the Starfield expansion. You talk, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 
you 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 show these things as well as maybe a spotlight on clockwork revolution or how's yeah. development going on south by midnight you know what i mean like that's Oof. exactly what you do yes yes i hope so good on you good choice i agree <laughs> yeah also is killer instinct a thing because they just did that big update and then yeah you're saying what you know exactly xbox tax let's go that's right that's right <laughs> I'm outraged personally. It is a shame because uh, that game, um, you wanted me to get some B-roll for it, which did I actually give you the B-roll for that? You, you sure did. Yep. Okay. And I that, played a little bit myself. It's. I was I was surprised how much fun I had going back in there. And there's an easy mode in there for, for button mashing people mm -hmm. like myself mm -hmm. who were just like, this feels good. I don't mm -hmm. care what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I don't even know why, why I'm trying to pretend like I know what I'm doing. I'm just hitting a button and it's fun. And it was popping achievements like like nobody's business, man. I was just like, here, you want an achievement? Oh, hey, you played that character. Congratulations. There's an achievement. And I was mm -hmm. like, yes. Yeah, it was a good time. That was a good time. I, I encourage you guys uh, to go check it out. Also, Street Fighter Six won Game of the Year. I love that. That was my pick for that's on my list for Game of the Year. Like we'll talk about mm. our Game of the Year when we've had time to digest soon. right yeah, yeah soon end of the month or whatnot because we we're not beholden to a schedule like like some uh we'll also do the xcp awards which are like un, like hidden gems of the year so listeners if you've got hidden gem ideas you can email them to us uh and simply ghost at gmail.com or jump in our discord and uh dm them to us so we keep them and you know we don't get lost in the chat but if you have hidden gem awards for the year please send them i know i know you and i are going to talk about immortals of avium uh in that one uh, for sure. But like the games that maybe just shy of eights on the Metacritic, but that people should play, you know, we'll do something like that. Well, we've got refinement to do there. We've just been busy. Um, yeah, but we need to we're going to take use our platform to celebrate the games that we found the fun in or maybe some people didn't. Yeah. You know? Find the fun awards. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Also, Something the like fact that. that they're bringing uh, uh, your from spy uh, spy X family is is nuts for street fighter six because that is a a very very popular character in anime right now and the fact that she's making her crossover with uh street fighter six is it's a huge deal that i know you you it goes completely over your head but the fact that capcom managed to get that character from spy family mm -hmm. is it's like it, it fits perfectly mm -hmm. and it works and it's like watching Omni-Man in Mortal Kombat. It's just like, that works somehow. I don't know why. Or, or like uh, uh, the boys' characters um, oh, uh, in, in Call of Duty. Like, yeah, it's just, it, it, it works. I don't know why, but it's perfect. And the fact that they got that, that is, is so crazy. I agree. I'm excited. All right. All right, man. I think that's it for us. What do you think? Oh, was good so episode. much I wanted to say that we didn't don't have... Yeah, we didn't get we didn't get to those. There was a big week. It was a big week. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to jumping into uh, talking about Avatar and Baldur's Gate three in the future. Agreed. I we think there's definitely stuff to be more. said there. And if we left something out, listeners, please put it in the comments. You guys were amazing on YouTube last week. Mm. Of course, our discord always keeps us honest. They do a, a fantastic job. They are the highlight of my week every week. I kid you not. Um, just the absolute best. So I'm, I'm grateful to all of them. So yeah. 
Guys, you can find me on Twitter at InsipidGhost. Same over there on threads. I'm enjoying talking to all of you guys there. And of course, you can find XCP on all your podcast platforms of choice. If indeed you have the ability to like, subscribe, rate, or share it to anybody, it really means the world to help XCP uh, reach the, the the good people that we get to talk to. So we appreciate you guys there. Logan, where can people find you on the old socials? Uh, over at threads and X, uh, at CAPT underscore L O G U N. Otherwise you can find me in the discord, uh, for the patrons, um, hanging out with them. Um, and yeah, just, uh, keep an eye on Keelhauled. If you have any questions about safer seas, feel free to let me know. I'll, I'll try and field as much as I possibly can or give any, uh, tips or hints on, uh, ways to kind of like ensure that, you know, you don't, you don't sink or lose lose your loot and safer seas to something random. Um, so I'm I'm there as a resource if you guys have any questions or concerns. There you go. All right, everyone. That's gonna be it for us. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Take care. Bye.